0: Why hello there!
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: My name is Mary, and welcome again to another episode of the Watch Dad Drawn podcast.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Welcome to twenty twenty four, suckers. Oh, is this our first recording?
0: This this is our first <clears throat> episode of twenty twenty four. That is, we
1: released we released um episodes. We uh, leave the world behind and color purple in twenty twenty four, but this is our first twenty twenty four recording
0: no oh yeah okay yeah you're right yeah this this is our first recording yeah this is the first studio session in 2024 that's crazy uh quickly how do you think 2023 has been to you
1: 2023 a little um, year in wrap up yeah i think it's been good we had a lot of weddings um a f- couple babies been b- born babies um
0: who, who oh okay yeah. we don't have to say their yeah. names I have to think about it
1: <laughs> Yeah no we had a couple of babies in the family born um and outside the family a few, and outside the family yeah we had uh unfortunately a few deaths this year in 2023 as well A lot of deaths um, yeah 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 a decent amount but um I guess that kind of comes with every year you got births you got deaths you got marriages that's how mm. life kind of goes You know how the way so. you said
0: that it Really, you know, that comes with every year. You have life, you have death, you have birth, and I said the same thing twice, but that's your perspective is very linked to the overall theme of this movie.
1: Yes. And what's the name of the movie, Murphy?
0: We are reviewing The Boy and the Heron, which is a film by Studio Ghibli directed by, they call him the Walt Disney of Japan, but... Mm. I wouldn't say that as if that's not a compliment but it's just it's it's not really comparable but yeah this is his 12th feature film and apparently it's his last
1: yeah yep i heard that as well i heard that this is his last his swan song if you will um and- i don't believe it
0: though because he has retired multiple times <laughs> it's like yep. you know how like rappers be like, Oh, I'm retiring, like Nicki Minaj does it all the time, and they come out with a new album. Like, I don't believe it.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. And um Tom Brady did it, you know. So. Tom
0: Brady did do it, and I'm like, dog, <laughs> How many more Super Bowls do you want? Are you not enough?
1: And he wasn't, he got one more. So Did his wife is...
0: leave him because he worked too much? Wasn't Giselle like, I'm tired of you shit?
1: Yeah, that's what they say, but Tom Brady's okay. Well, that's um, what I'm going to keep
0: saying, because I like, I like
1: drama. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think I think Miyazaki, with this movie, we can get a little more into it. This was, uh, I think he might get a Super Bowl rank. He already got a, uh, what, uh, an Emmy, right?
0: He got an Oscar for Spirited Away.
1: No, no, no. He just got an Emmy for this movie.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. He won the Golden Globe. Oh, he, an Emmy. Golden I know- Globe. Yeah. Golden so Globe, the movie won the the 2023 Golden Globe for uh, best animated feature film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know what really surprised me? What? Guess what movie was among the nominees?
1: Wish. I Fucking saw that. Wish. Wish. <laughs> I said, "What is wrong with y'all?" Yeah, that movie was dog water. But they still <laughs> Dog water. They still oh my like God. recommended it. I know. I saw that. That's why dog some some of these yeah, some of these awards, you know, shows. I, don't they know, just be, kinda... I feel
0: like they literally only did that because this is supposed to be that movie was supposed to be Disney's one hundredth year anniversary film. Well, it was. I think that's the only reason why it was nominated because we all collectively agree that that movie was dog water,
1: as you say. Yes. And, but, it's, it's ironic, right, because this film, The Boy and the Heron, right, was Miyazaki's Supposed last movie, his swan song. It say say that
0: of, again, James. Say swan, swan song.
1: Swan. <laughs> swan. Swan song. song.
0: You said swank I don't even know what you said. You Spork said swan song. song.
1: You know I don't. I don't do well with alliteration words. Yeah, alliterations. You have a podcast.
0: Yeah, I don't do well with, uh, with words. Yeah, I know it's it's
1: pretty it's pretty bad. I tend to.
0: Okay, so, so um, quickly, I just yeah. want to talk. What is what Miyazaki movies have you seen? And then I'm gonna name them out. You tell me which one you've seen. Then tell me your favorite.
1: You got the list. I know it's thirteen of them.
0: Oh, well, actually, you you have the list on you.
1: Um, I do now.
0: It's kind of hard because are we are we gonna do Studio Ghibli films or are we gonna do Hayao Miyazaki directed films? Okay, look up Hayao Miyazaki directed films. We're t- we're talking about Hayao. Let's do Hayao. So Haya. I have yes. Okay,
1: should be 12. so. Do, 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 do. Okay, I don't know why I started this because some of these names I can't pronounce.
0: You got it. And... Is it the um? Is it the is, the so, Italian so one? First... Cagliostro. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, L- Lupin the Third, The Castle of Caglioso. Caglioso. Right? And that,
0: he took Italian too, guys. I'm just letting you know this, telling all your business. No, I have not seen that movie.
1: Yeah, no, I have not either. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what it is. Yeah. Also, and that came out in 79. So this movie was making, this dude was making movies for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is uh, Saka of the Valley
0: nasuka oh, you haven't seen nasuka in the valley to win
1: nasuka i have not seen nasuka
0: okay i've seen nasuka no.
1: okay i have not seen that it came out 84
0: okay so i got one so far
1: castle in the sky i've seen in it 1986 i
0: got two you haven't so, seen it
1: castle in the sky i might have solid but also so it's so similar to Howl's moving castle
0: it's not at all it just has so, the name castle in it, just name it <laughs> i mean you know miyazaki does have a lot of Recurring things in his movies. You know, he loves a female heroine with short hair mm-hmm. and a long yeah. billery dress or. <laughs> yes. Okay, so have you seen. Right. Okay, there's the, a the name. The um, next one.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to just keep going yeah. through them. Okay. The next one is My Neighbor Torio. Totoro. Totoro. Yeah, I've seen I've that. I've seen that. So cute. Kiki's Delivery Service in 89. Love that movie. I've seen that. Um, Porco Rosso. i never seen that.
0: We just watched Nin- it.
1: 1992. Nice. Pretty good. Princess Mononoke in 97.
0: Okay. You seen
1: that? I seen that. Don't remember it. Okay. Um Spirited Away. 2001. I've seen that. That's probably, of course. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. How's Moving Castle seen in that. 2004. Um probably my second favorite. Ponyo in 2008. I think we saw this. You've seen Ponyo. Hmm.
0: I, I, I don't know when, but I might have put it on when I was at your house one day, but you've seen Ponyo.
1: The Wind Rises in 2013. I've never seen that.
0: Um, The Wind. I think we just saw it. Who's on the cover? Is it like a boy in like a page boy hat? I guess you can't. You don't know. Yes, I've seen The Wind Rises. Have I seen that?
1: Mm. The Wind was Rises. like a... What 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 a, does it a say? A girl with a parasol, kissing, like painting, and someone. Okay, no,
0: I haven't seen that. I'm thinking about another movie that I've seen.
1: It's about an aircraft engineer, which is no, I a haven't movie, seen that. Has a dream to design airplanes. Okay, I would love this movie.
0: I haven't seen okay. that. Miyazaki also, he loves planes. We'll talk about that later.
1: But yeah. Oh, number twelve is the boy and the heron.
0: Okay, so I have seen I ten of 13 them. Thirteen movies. No, this You've is twelfth movie. This is twelfth movie.
1: Oh, okay. I'm yeah, I've seen seven about. of
0: them. How many have you seen? Do you remember?
1: Um, quick count. Two.
0: And my favorite is also Spirited Away. Four.
1: Five. Six. Seven. I've
0: seen eight. You've seen eight. Okay. So you've seen as yeah. almost as much as I have. Okay.
1: Cool. Yeah, it's not bad.
0: Yeah, Spirited Away is my favorite. Then Howl's Moving Castle. Then Kiki's Delivery Service. And we just go from there. Then Princess Mononoke. But, uh. Yeah. Spirited Away. The soundtrack is incredible.
1: I thought Ariadne.
0: House of Ariadne. That's Studio Ghibli, but I don't know if that was Miyazaki directed. Miyazaki. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. yeah.
0: So um, going back to the Boy and the Heron, I watched mm-hmm. this interview of um. Do you know? Let me say, Guillermo del Toro.
1: Guillermo del he Toro. He's a director.
0: He's a director. I wish I, I he directed remember that movie you were afraid of? Um, it was about this this oh, Spanish girl. Dunvili, wait. It was this little name? Spanish girl in like wartime and um she went to this this world where she met a fawn man, a big scary mm. fawn man.
1: And oh. Oh, you're talking about hmm like uh, oh it's called
0: like it's not pinocchio it's 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 something very no it's a very it's fantastical like, movie it's like a fable. yeah but
1: it but it's not animated it's no like, it's not a, animated like actual, no it's not animated actual niggas walking around yeah yeah no i know what you're talking about i got find the name of that movie <laughs> crap is anyway, okay
0: yeah <laughs> do you, you want to look it up you want to because it was it's, yeah it's, it's called something that's little tip of my tongue it's a good movie you're watching yeah. at carly's house
1: spanish horror movie <laughs> It wasn't horror. <laughs> it wasn't. Mm-mm. It was uh. like
0: a it was a dark sort of a fantasy movie. And then a the little girl died at the end or something like that. Or she was dead the whole time.
1: Mm, I don't remember, but keep going. Okay. I'll, I'll find it.
0: <laughs> so he was doing a TIFF interview and then he said that the structure of his movies, Miyazaki's is not bound by the Aristo-Italian-Western three-act structure with the setup, conflict, payoff, and resolution. And I feel like this is definitely true for the boy in the Heron, where I feel Pan's like... Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. Is that Guill- Guillermo del Toro? Guillermo del Toro? Did I make that up?
1: Hmm. I did everything I could to find the name of this movie, Mary, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did say, who's
0: a, did it say? Who's it directed by?
1: alright hold on, we gotta look it up. We're
0: going down a rabbit hole, y'all. <laughs>
1: no, it is.
0: But it's gonna it's gonna yeah. bother us if we don't fulfill it. So
1: yeah, uh, yeah, that dude okay. Del Toro. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: So um, yeah, he said it, and I I feel the same way about Miyazaki's movies where he does not follow the typical three act structure structure that we're used to. You know what I mean? and um do you know three act structure yeah the three act structure i took notes on it before let me see if i can pull it up um yeah so it's pretty much just how pretty much every story that we're told the flow that runs with the three act structure so Mm. i mean he says it even though it's it seems like more like four acts really but um let me see
1: Do do do, do do do
0: have you have you watching Space Jam?
1: Oh, the setup confrontation and then a the resolution. Okay. So yeah, the setup exactly. is like the introduction. Yeah. Like the point of the plot and then the confrontation where the man character That's needs when to the, take... the
0: change happens, when the story yes. really takes place. And... He needs
1: to take action and yeah. the stakes get really high, and that's yeah. the critical point. Yeah. And the resolution is the crisis and they have to go fix it at some point.
0: Yeah. And I realized Miyazaki's movies, it doesn't really do that too often. And I do kind of prefer that because I do very much appreciate um, that flow of a story because it makes me feel satisfied. It just makes more sense to me. Mm
1: -hmm. That may
0: be why spirited away is my favorite because Yes, it's a vastly creative movie. It's The movie's incredible, but it's like the plot itself is very easy to understand. Like She's
1: trying to get her parents back.
0: It's a three-act structure, you know? She's spirited away to another realm. Her parents get turned to pigs. The goal is to save her parents, and along the way, mm-hmm. she makes friends. Plain and simple.
1: Yep, this, yep. and then yeah, keep going.
0: Yeah. This movie isn't that simple, but what were you going to say?
1: No, I was going to say this movie. It starts out, you know, where he loses his mother in a fire and he tries to cope with that, and his father moves him, and then, um, conflict ensues and then more conflict and then more magic and then more conflict <laughs> and eventually there might be a resolution I guess like
0: there, there's, a, so rub- a, there's it, a resolution within the character himself but as far as how do I say it like actual the story coming situation. together
1: and yeah you and know like at up. the end yeah. his problems are still problems he just knows how to I guess accept it now yeah
0: so, do you know yeah. what this movie is uh, based off of?
1: It's based off a book.
0: Yes. So, it's based How off How Do You of, Live? Yes, How Do You Live. So, that's actually mm. the title of the movie in Japan. Yep. And How Do You Live is a book written by... Ooh, Genza Boro Yoshino mm. in 1937. And that's an old book. It is an old book. It is an old book. I actually read a little bit of it I downloaded a sample a free sample from Amazon and I read a little bit of it and pretty much it's this book about very similar to the movie this kid um they nickname him they nicknamed him Copper um his real name I think is Honda Juichi or Junichi or something like that but they um his uncle gave him the nickname of Copper because he's kind of like a really contemplative philosophical kid so he gave him the nickname Copernicus but then you know shortened it to copper so Mm. it's about this boy named copper and his father dies and they move from um, him and his mother I think they move from Tokyo to the suburbs Mm. and um, when he's living in a suburban home that's when his uncle his mother's brother visits him a lot and they start having conversations and start writing each other's letters and pretty much it's about copper learning about the world, realizing that the world doesn't only revolve around him, that there's so many people in this world and they're all living different lives. And that perspective, he says in the book, he says, um, let me, uh, he says something along the lines in the book. He says um, he was standing on a rooftop with his father, with his father, with his uncle in Ginza. And it was raining heavily and he was looking down and you ever have a sensation when you're staring at something that everything kind of blur together. So he's just staring at like like down in the streets of Mm Ginza, down in the streets of Ginza, thinking about how many people are in these houses and how many people are in the world. And he said, man, if the world is water, is the ocean, then we are just water molecules And just realizing Mm. that there's so many people, like he said, he's watching this this bicyclist ride his bike. And he's like, it's crazy to him that this bicyclist have no idea that he's being watched. And his uncle's like, Mm. there's probably people watching us and we have no idea they even exist. So he kind of became, you know, just really aware of himself. And that gave him more perspective when it came to dealing with hard things like dealing with bullies in school. You know, um, dealing with the death of his father and just growing up. So that book is kind of like it's weird because it's it's supposed to be like a book for children. But I'm like, by Western standards, this is not a book for children.
1: It's not a book for children, no.
0: Like it's no, it's no,
1: no, no. it's too real. It's, it's complex. too like it's not a story. Yes. It makes you, yes, yeah. it, makes you uh, it makes you self-aware. And I think that's exactly how. So, one the book is loosely, very loosely. Yeah, like, yeah, no, it's not a direct adaptation. And based off of the movie, but the movie is still very complex. Yeah, and is very mature. You know, like there's a um in a very opening scene where. Well,
0: wait, I want to um, talk about the book a little bit more. Unless okay. you want to, okay? I just, I just want to, cause I, I think there, there are some parallels, even though it is loosely based. There are some parallels that I found between the movie and the book. But even Mm -hmm. with the full word for the book, uh, the author said, this is such a strange book and such a wise book. I wish I had been given it as a small boy, but I suspect I would have found it puzzling or even dull. A book-length essay about how we live our lives interpreted by the story of a pre-war schoolboy in Japan dealing with friendship and bullying. Or a story about growing up, bravery, cowardice, social class, and finding out who you are interpreted by essays about scientific thought and personal ethics. I can't imagine myself reading that as a child.
1: No, I would have put the book down. I would
0: would have put it down. I would have put it down. And, you know, it's interesting. And, you know, there's there's obviously like uh, connections to the movie, like we said, you know. um, Like you said, the movie starts off and Mahito realizes that his mother died in a fire. Mm -hmm. And this movie takes place in... It's your favorite war, James. What time period does the movie take place in?
1: World War II. World War II. and the, and the first thing I, I saw,
0: Hold on, when
1: go. crazy seventy points.
0: Okay, you done eating?
1: Yes, I'm done eating for now. Okay, so let's go,
0: Simon. Okay, yeah, that's what was saying. James took a snack break, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so you um, just complained my 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 dinner.
0: Yeah, your dinner. How is mozzarella sticks your dinner? #Hashtag hey, girl dinner. Don't be,
1: don't be. Putting my nutritional facts out there. Okay, he
0: ate mozzarella sticks and mm. pigs in the blanket and called and it she, dinner. he
1: she continues, yes. Sam's Club son. Well, yeah, Sam's Club son.
0: Anyway, so yeah, this movie is based on is based in uh world World War Two and around the nineteen forties. And they said it's actually based in the um during the Pacific War, which is a the theater of World War Two. Do you know what that means?
1: Um, probably just a time, because World War II was
0: Very a big. lot,
1: yeah, right. It was in Europe, you know. For America, started in mm-hmm. Hawaii, so Pacific War, and speci- and specifically was when America um, joined the fight, and we start directly bombing Japan, mm. and we j- bombed Japan using napalm, and na- napalm was a new chemical that I'm um, pretty sure the Dow Chemical Plant. Figured out by accident, and they figured out they found a way to make a fire that was almost impossible to put out, mm. and they figured out a way how to weaponize it, and that's one when the scene first opened up, mm. and um, Mahito, I Mahito, Mahito was woken his up because his father comes the, in, yeah, yeah, because of the air raid signs, and it was just, whole building was on fire. I was like, yeah, that's that's napalm bombing bombing mm. and that's most likely by by the americans or or our allies during world war ii so
0: that is absolutely heartbreaking i heard of napalm before but you saying it's a fire that you can't put out
1: basically so. yeah it's like an uncontrolled like uncontrolled fire
0: and imagining yeah. a woman working at a hospital dying from something like that and her little boy finding out that's very sad. That's very sad. But um I also heard this film is kind of a semi autobiography because mm. I I saw this um I'm gonna read what I found from a New York Times article. It says In nineteen forty four when Miyazaki was three, his family fled Tokyo for the countryside. His father worked in a fighter a fighter plane factory. And young Miyazaki's earliest memories, he said in interviews, involved war and fear. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you, um, what, what I thought was interesting, what did you think of that scene of Mahito running through the streets of what I guess, what is Tokyo? It is Tokyo. Of Tokyo mm-hmm. to the hospital. And what did you think of the, the art style of that? It looked kind of thumbnail sketchy
1: thumbnail sketchy what do you mean
0: um thumbnail sketching is very loosely drawn quick sketches
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like it's not fully like it's not fully formed wondered. out yeah yeah no they use it. yeah now you just say that um animes in particular use it a lot during action scenes they sure do where where they don't fully draw out the person's faces their features just mm-hmm. like their facial expressions and no i thought i thought that was really um traumatic and like i said because I knew understood the historical aspect of it, I knew immediately what it was, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Yeah, they uh, they that building's on fire." Yeah, <laughs> and sure enough, it was. So, yeah. so no, I thought I thought it was, um, I thought the animation up and down throughout the movie was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and um, I think
0: the the thumbnail sketch of it, even though it. It's not typically where we see thumbnail sketches like you said, normally with anime, shit gets real when they start getting into thumbnail s- no sketch mode and like it's mm-hmm. a crazy battle. But I think it it was great for the chaos of that moment and just kind yeah. of the uneasy anxiety, sort of your world is falling apart and spinning all around you that Mahito exactly. probably felt during that moment
1: yeah exactly i remember him running and seeing like the fire was getting closer to him like mm. it was like pulling him in yeah towards the flames yeah you know and i think that's symbolic for that's what it was right emotionally and to see his mom literally just like turn to yeah you know it's crazy
0: yeah so yeah so after the fire started well the after his mother's death they moved to the suburbs. I don't know where, but this is when I realized that I guess the family has a lot of money.
1: Yeah, no, they they they're pretty rich. They're pretty well off. And it makes sense though cuz his father owns an aircraft manufacturing plant in the middle of World War II. So he has a lot of money, he has mm-hmm. a lot of demand, he needs a lot of workers. He's un- he's under a lot of pressure to continue to build aircraft to fight um those uh pesky Americans. So
0: and like, listen, Miyazaki loves in- loves himself an aircraft.
1: Like um,
0: the movie we said that we haven't seen, *The Wind Rises*. You said it was about mm-hmm. uh, a wartime aircraft engineer. Engineer.
1: Mm-hmm. When we think
0: about, even *Howl's Moving Castle*, like he draws a lot of what are those big like fighter blimps called? Bombers. Okay, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> Bombers Rosso. or tankers. Yeah. okay, bombers or tankers, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. um uh when we think when I, Pocoroso is literally about an Italian airplane fighter. I don't know what's tect- up technical turn for it, and you know a, a big portion of the movie is about planes, and this is one scene in the movie where they're just working on building planes
1: mm so yeah it's he's very he's very big on flight.
0: Flight, you know, and even flight, when it comes,
1: flight was fascinated with him. Was yeah, fascinated.
0: and that makes sense because look at this movie, there's so many damn birds. <laughs>
1: there's even, even if you think about the magical characters in all the Miyazaki movies mm-hmm. from Totoro to Kiki Delivery Service to, to um, Haku. I mean, oh. how his name is Howl. Howl. Like, Haku, the, moving castle, but Haku, the yeah, yeah. I'm saying how and
0: Haku, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. He was a dragon. Yeah.
1: All yeah. them niggas could fly, yeah, all of them, all of yeah. them were flying. Well, you know, and Totoro kind of glide. He Did, that nigga flew. He'll like jump he, up he, and then
0: glide like.
1: Ooh. No, he flew. He have you
0: seen? Air. Have you seen that episode of Bob's Burgers where they do a my name, my neighbor Totoro shout out?
1: Mm-mm. It's great.
0: It's honestly great. Like, and I love Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is hilarious until around Blender. season five. Then I like I hate the show. But um, <laughs> that's but yeah. So um. Getting back. But yeah, you still watch that that clip. Everyone should watch that clip with the My Name of Totoro ex-Bob's Burgers, as the kids will say. But it's really cool. But um, yeah, so what I realized that was kind of strange is that we find out that his father married again. Mm-hmm. And he's married to this woman named Natsuko. But they don't really yep, say straight out that that's Mahito's aunt. They kind of, I don't know, maybe it's a translation thing, but like...
1: Yeah, no, they they said it. Uh, I thought it was weird because when she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm your new mother," and uh, I met you when she was a little baby. I was wondering like, "Hmm, that's a little weird." Like, how'd you meet me as a baby when uh, my mama just died last week? Like, uh, he was doing some side stuff. But I saw cultural, especially they had a, a, a when I was looking it up, researching this movie um, culturally to keep the wealth in the family, right? If a woman died. the next one up, you know the woman's sister will be the next one up to kind of step into that that role,
0: okay, yeah, I did see that there's a term for that, isn't there?
1: Mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm.
0: I did see this, this is there is a specific term for that. I forget what it's called, but yeah, I guess what's weird is that they didn't they he didn't call her her. I don't know, it just they didn't use the word aunts until later on in the movie, and I was like, I know this is your aunt, but you're not saying that's your aunt, and that's kind of strange, but mm-hmm. um. But when she said, I'm a new mother, I literally looked at Dicky one like, bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom, she was, uh, and she was like, I'm carrying your brother. I'm like, what is this is so fast. Like, I'm
0: like, what? You are not my mother. I don't care if you're going to be yeah. taking care of me. You will never be my mother And the audacity of this. like.
1: But I also heard that Miyazaki, his father had <laughs> a first wife that passed away. And then okay. he married Okay. Uh Miyazaki's future mother. So yeah, the autobiography ties are semi autobiography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Semi, yes. Yeah, I still all thought
0: right. it was a little crazy. I was like, I don't like her. Like she's already asserting herself as your mother. It's like I don't know. But I see that all well, throughout well, the f- Also,
1: mm-hmm. like, I feel as though the culture, she's duty bound. Like as your mother, more so than just Emotionally, but that she would be there to support him, to have, the, the like, to take she care of. She could say, him, "I'm your caretaker,"
0: or you know, "You're going to be staying with me. I'm your mother. You're not my mother. You will never be my mother."
1: Yeah, no, I. Think, I get I what think you're saying. Was, no. I get what
0: you're saying. No, yeah.
1: I think it's cultural what she what it means, right? More right. so, like you said, America that's not a thing, but maybe in Japan that that means have a little more significance. Even though, to be honest, on a side note, he wasn't feeling it either. He didn't really like her at all, really. No, you know, and he just he was he was on. had the same sentiment like
0: bitch <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> fuck
0: you in this baby
1: <laughs> for real like. but
0: um yeah like copper Mahito is a very quiet sort of contemplative kid like I know he went through a lot but um he he didn't say anything to her he didn't like for most of the time he no, he just said thank you and went to his room, which he told him his room. But one mm-hmm. thing, he noticed the heron that first day. That very it first day. Right,
1: it flew right flew right past them when they got to their their uh their vastly beautiful house. Yeah. In the countryside.
0: Yeah. So the the heron flew right past him and I like the music that plays. It's just like, okay, we know of course because this is the title of the movie, but we know that this heron is significant mm-hmm. and I did a quick search of like um kind of like the significance of the heron and like human culture I didn't find much I just found like back in like the ancient Romans um augers used to interpret the depiction well the heron's call or seeing a heron it's pretty much saying yo something's about to go down uh, not very specific but a heron was a bird used by augers pretty much
1: what is it what is an auger
0: an auger is someone who looks at the flight patterns of birds to make predictions to make predictions about the future.
1: That's a job. It's antiquated.
0: Job. Well, I don't know mm-hmm. but it's it's a. Let me find the actual.
1: We got we got weather weather where it are now. We don't need that. Like yeah, oh yeah, the you know, it's, are flying west today, so that means it's about this tornado.
0: I mean, think okay. about Groundhog Day. We see its shadow, and now we think that we're going to have six more weeks of winter. But um I
1: guess I guess that's equivalent superstition.
0: Yeah. So it says a religious official who observed natural signs, especially the behavior of birds, interpreting these as an indication of divine approval or disapproval of a proposed action. Mm. So it's like think about the magic eight ball. That's the heron. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I get you. Yeah. The heron comes and we know something is about to happen and I don't know. I feel like with this movie, the herring comes, but I feel like this periods in this movie, where the movie very drags, and then it gets really interesting. What do you think?
1: Yeah, you're right. Cause he comes up and is like, okay, it's a bird. And I, I, re- I recognize that they had the marking, the markings on his chest, like Totoro, Mahito the little Haka? triangle things. No, the herring.
0: Oh, he had like the the fur pattern of the little okay the
1: little triangle things yeah like the the fur pattern and everything yeah so yeah I there saw are actually it, a okay. lot of
0: different callbacks in the movie to other films no other it, miyazaki it, films
1: there was but um but yeah when when the heron flew up or whatever and he just kind of looked at it and walked around no I, I agree it did it did start off slow yeah because he was adjusting to his environment he had all those nosy maids that were going up and Spying on them essentially, looking at How'd you feel about the and...
0: the old the old lady gang?
1: Oh yeah, one of them looked just like the big old witch, um, off of Spirited Away.
0: Yuniba? no Yuniba his sister. They have the same face. It's Uniba. Yes. And what was the other name? Yuniba, Uniba.
1: I want to say, say Waba, or
0: it was Uniba know. and oh my god, these names whatever. are
1: complicated enough. They didn't. But yeah, they didn't she look had at like,
0: all she... to me like those women.
1: Yes, yeah, she did. She not had the whole me. big old mold on her head and everything. No, Go look up. it
0: looked it looked it looked like it was in very much in Miyazaki style, but they didn't look like her to me. I I know what you're saying, you're but it didn't look like it didn't look like her to me. No, <laughs> you, 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 you always you, been that way. Okay. You yeah, you always
1: been like that. Like, oh, that don't look like that person. I'm like, yo, Mary is literally the same person. No, it don't look like it. It's Their not. eyebrows are up <laughs> and the person's eyebrows is down. I'm no, like, because yeah, it's like, bro.
0: how do I how do I say it? It's like it, it, he looks like an old woman she looks like an old woman drawn in a miyazaki style but she doesn't look like need. but me but the fact that you're saying that doesn't sound crazy it makes perfect sense what you're saying but um mm-hmm. yeah i kind of wondered what their purpose was with the film i understand he's rich and um you know i guess and when you have money you have a lot of ladies in waiting mahito and um natsuko ladies in
1: waiting is that what you mean yeah that's what i said no ladies in waiting mean like servants
0: yeah 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 so i'm just kind of like i don't oh nice no, that's the lady
1: with the head yes i'm showing you a picture that's the lady with the head and you're telling you tell me don't look like
0: i see the resemblance i see but is i would not same... get them confused it's not the same
1: i didn't say get them confused i said you look like her just like her They
0: resemb- I, not just like they resemble each other but <laughs> we can go on about this forever but um yeah i guess what i i didn't think they this the story needed that many women especially since kirito was the only one who really had a significant role yeah but you know i i do realize that miyazaki he kind of likes drawing groups of something like i think he just likes drawing groups of women even when the scene first starts and like the women are kind of like huddled around Mahito's suitcase and like a group. And they kind of look like they look kind of like liquidy. Like they're all melding to one another. Mm-hmm. Like he likes doing that. When I think about moving forward, when we see the war, war, um, you know, the little the unborn spirits, yep, 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 how yep. they group together. I think about there's this is one scene of Pocoroso where these badass little girls get kidnapped by pirates and there's a bunch of them and they're just rowdy. And they seem like they're like diglets. They just move in a group. So, (laughs) Mm. I think he just likes that. He likes that aesthetic. But um, did you feel as though Mahito, even though he's going through a lot, he seemed like kind of like a snob, didn't he?
1: He seemed like a snob. So, um,
0: they always say master, master, and I get it. I get it. It's a different time, but like he just seemed
1: time and and culture too. He seemed a little arrogant. Well, he was also raised in privilege. Yeah, right. Like he expected the woman to look after him, you know. And he even expected, to a degree, his new mother to um to uh, look after him as well, you know. And he didn't want to necessarily be bothered. Even in school, when like he first got in a fight, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It, it seemed like uh, like he knew that if he hurt, like when he picked up that rock, which was very graphic scene he took the rock and smashes his head first when he grabbed the rock i thought he was going go and and try to kill one of the kids but when he went took it and smashed his own head i was like dag this dude is trying to get out of school
0: so you when know? he went to school i noticed that his classmates were laughing at him and making fun of him but i looked at his classmates and his classmates look a lot poorer than he did
1: yeah they had their hair like like super cut short and they, yeah, look like right. they, they, like, like they look
0: like they were in farmers' clothes. Like they look like kids exactly. who probably worked more than they went to school, and that's probably exactly. why they bullied him. Because it's like, oh, you're this fancy new city boy. You think you're mm-hmm. better than us, you know? Yep. And what what did you and think? He fought him. He, yeah, fought, he fought him. Back.
1: He didn't. He, he he didn't just let them beat him up.
0: Yeah, he fought back. But what do you, what do you think it meant when he hurt himself with the rock?
1: I don't know okay and i thought about it a lot i I thought that maybe he hit himself with a rock like i said to get out of school that's what i thought that's what i
0: originally that's what i originally thought i was like i was like first i was like okay he's gonna hit himself with a rock and then say that the kid who he fought did this and then Mm -hmm. you know but he
1: didn't stitch out the kid he didn't do
0: that he didn't do that
1: he just and then i thought
0: oh he just wants to stay home so he can go looking for the heron but he that wasn't the reason either but then later no, on no, he movie- was
1: wasn't even in, he wasn't even interested in the heron then he didn't care no he,
0: he uh n- no because the heron came point- into his
1: room and started talking after he was in like his coma but before that he just saw it and was mildly interested but he wasn't following it he didn't know the tower
0: he, he wanted to i thought he did that because he wanted to go back to the tower i think before he hit himself with the rock that's when he found that tower, tower and he tried to crawl in that small space.
1: Okay, that was before The Rock. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Going back
0: to The Tower really quickly, I was like, I thought he could fit too, but I was like, oh no, that step is right there. He could not fit in that small space. Mm-mm. But There's I liked how the way it looks because I'm like, I don't know. I'm just always impressed by the art of Studio Ghibli. It's like, it's, 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 it's a small thing, but it's like, wow, we can really see how small this space is. You're not going to fit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he... Later in the movie, he showed his scar to Grand Uncle in the other world. And he said, this scar right here where he hurt himself is a sign of my own malice. Remember Mm. he said that? I do remember that. So what do you think that means? Do you think it was just him just kind of, do you think it was like a self-loathing sort of response where he just wanted to hurt himself or maybe he needed an outlet for his pain?
1: yeah maybe it was an act of self-harm like how uh
0: it definitely was an act of self-harm but you know what i mean like why
1: i don't know why a nigga nigga his head on a rock <laughs> so what do you <laughs> think can, do, do, you, do you agree with me of, that
0: you think it's like it's something where it's like maybe like it like you know how sometimes people they may like cut themselves so they won't feel something else
1: hmm yeah maybe i don't know i guess i i would yeah i have no idea But, um,
0: yeah, so, and one thing I noticed about the, it may be me reaching, but, um, when I read the little bit that I did of how do you live, um, the author talks about the boy Copper and the author said that Copper is not like he's well liked. He gets good grades, but he's never like chosen to be like, the first in his class because mm, he's it, not
1: picked for, 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 for games and all that other stuff.
0: No, no, he's athletic too. It's just, when it comes to like academically, he's never like the top student. Like mm. he's not like, because, um, and it's because he's kind of, he's a little, um, they, 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 uh, say he's a, a, a little mischievous, mischievous. And the teachers will know him like, kind of like playing with like rhinoceros beetles and making them play like tug of war and everything. And this kind of bothers his mother because his mother is like, um, you know, you get good grades. You're well liked. You should be top student if it weren't for, you know, kind of goofing around a little bit. But Mm -hmm. she doesn't strongly reprimand him for it because in her mind, she's like, listen, your dad just died. And I want you kind of to keep this sense of wonder and joy. And if it comes from like this rhinoceros beetles and you kind of goofing off a little bit. I'm not going to reprimand you too hardly about that so it's like because of his father's death she kind of like she's gentle parent him a little bit and i kind of feel similar when um mojito's father who was voiced by kirsten bale um what is his name you know his name
1: oh big mojito
0: big mojito <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but anyway his father comes into the room and he sees that he's been hitting the head of a rock. And even though Mahito tells him he fell and no one else did this. I just fell. He's like, I'm going to find out who did this to you. I'm going to find out. Don't worry about it. I'm going to find out who did this.
1: Shoichi Maki.
0: Shoichi is the a, is a father's Shoichi. name? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Shoichi is like, um, I'm going to find out who did this. And Mahito's like, no one did it. He's insisting that no one did this to him. But he's still like, I'm going to do this. I feel like a part of me kind of feels like Sho shoichi believes mahito but he's doing the same thing that copper's mother did in the book where he's kind of like you're going through a lot and i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let this one slide you know what i
1: mean yeah no i agree
0: but um yeah so
1: so yeah what do you um fast forward a little bit right when the heron when when uh Mahiko is in a coma, right? And the he's heron He's not in a coma. Well he's 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 he was knocked out for a few days. He was like he was like, Oh, you finally woke up. He was out for a while.
0: I don't know what I'm saying that. Yeah, she I was like, just Oh just my rusty. god, he's
1: found he's finally awake. Oh um. you know, he might not have been in a coma, but the dude was he was not he was not there there, right? Okay, so when but he anyway. was in
0: his room, that's yes, when the heron okay, yeah.
1: That's when the Heron first got there. He peeked through the window. No, he got on the windowsill. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he spoke to him, didn't he? Didn't he say something for the first time?
0: I think he might have said like, Mahito or something like that. I don't know what he said, but he was very creepy with
1: his human teeth. Yes. And that's when I was like, the F that I remembered. Oh, yeah, this is a Miyazaki movie. (laughs) But the beginning, the first 20 minutes or so, maybe 25 minutes, it didn't really, it felt like. It looked like a Hirozaki movie, but it wasn't exactly. as whimsical that fast. It was just like slow and normal and normal. Then, okay, now you get got a bird with teeth that could talk sitting on a window sill. Mm. So, I didn't really know how to feel about it. It was kind of creepy.
0: I liked it, honestly. I kind of like situations where things are very normal and then something weird just happens. It's, It's kind of like now you're a fish out of water and weird things are happening that you can't explain. And mm-hmm. I liked I liked that feeling of tension when he first sees the bird and you're like, This bird has teeth. There's something menacing about this bird. I don't know what this mm-hmm. bird wants from me. I loved it. And um I wish that the Um Miyazaki, what I realized from a lot of his films, Spirited Away, How's Moving Castle, um whatever. A lot of movies that Miyazaki oftentimes turns enemies into friends.
1: Yes, he does. He does that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I realize there's some common tropes with that, mm-hmm. right? It's that... You think about no
0: face. When, you think about the, yes. the when witch you're in the a, waste.
1: Yes. When you're in one of these movies, if you ever catch yourself, Mary, walking in the woods and the freaky stuff start happening, one is always... Listen to the random advice that people give you right 100 percent without question right and and the thing that reminded me of that was when um later on in the movie you know when like the pelicans came to attack the um the old lady uh kirito. who was a young lady kirito she told him walk backwards and don't turn around you know what i mean that reminded me of the same thing of when they were when um um, the little girl and Spirited Away was crossing Chihiro. the bridge. It's oh yeah, Chihiro. I love that scene. And hold your breath. Yeah, don't breathe. You know what I mean? It's it's of time. You know thing what I
0: realized? Like... I told you this before, but during that scene when Shahiro and Haku are crossing the bridge and they hold their breath,
1: mm-hmm. when
0: Shahiro starts to fidget and she needs to take a breath, it's the same time I did.
1: Yeah, they timed yeah. it
0: well, so it's like oh snaps! Like a normal person, this is like I can't hold my breath anymore. <laughs> like exactly. it was, it was, it was fire. It's fire. But, um, yeah,
1: but you're right. So that's a common trope, right? Is yeah, that, he likes that. One, listen, I right, basically obey without question, but also don't trust your 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 uh your navigator, the person who's pushing you through the road, be cynical of that person, right? And what do you mean? Why how, do you say that? Well, because like you said, the the blue heron, I mean the, the heron, right, he tried to eat him. In the beginning, right? He led he? him into the castle. Yeah, he was like, I'm gonna eat you, right? And that's I mean, why he, didn't he had to try shoot to him. him.
0: He, he'd be talking a lot of shit.
1: He might be, but I'm saying, in that run, and that at that time period, um, um, the boy didn't know. Well, whatever it just
0: says, will you feel like there's a common theme of not trusting like your guys? Uh, so,
1: with uh, I can't, these, these Japanese characters are getting me confused, Mary. But the Haku is that his name Haku from Spirit of Away Haku, okay, yeah, yes. from Spirit Away, the boy right dragon. he yes, the boy dragon, he wasn't trustworthy. um the uh um
0: oh no, uh, there was there was a period of time in a movie which a hero doubted him. she didn't know who he was. To, yeah. him, to her, he's been nothing but kind, but everyone says, don't trust Haku, don't trust Haku. and yes, then there for how's Win Castle,
1: home. how? Right, it was like don't get true. close to how yeah. how will he'll, eat you. He he'll eat your heart. He eats eat the your hearts heart. of maidens. Yeah, you know, and that's literally a common tr- like the person who you need the most, who navigates you the most, is also the person you can trust the least. No, but I right? think it's the
0: opposite. I think it's more like in those instances, it seems like the person who people tell you not to trust, you could actually end up trusting, because even the harem man at first he was very menacing, but. He became an ally to Mahito later yeah. on in the film.
1: Yeah, I necessity he did. Yeah, he did.
0: But yeah, um, yeah, I loved that that tension. It was nice because it was breaking up the more humdrum moments of the movie when the heron first appears and he's just. And Mahito, I'm like Mahito's really brave because he didn't seem scared of anything. No, at he all. didn't.
1: The first thing he did, he he got his. His wooden sword and tried to attack it when it first flew up to him, right? Yeah,
0: he was ready. He was like, Nut of you buck, I don't got time for you and then he was able to make that bow and arrow and mm-hmm. get one of the um the heron's feathers. They said that mm-hmm. um adding a feather to the bow pretty much is like a seeker missile, so it always hits the heron.
1: Mm. Yep. So
0: his his what he 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 called that his flight number seven feather or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something
1: like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: But um Yeah, so eventually I don't know why, but his aunt, Natsuko, goes into the woods and she ends up
1: What was that about? She doesn't she just got up and just walked to the woods. Oh
0: wait, they never explained that. that. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out. Maybe we'll talk about it.
1: Maybe she was maybe she she was was entranced. I think she was entranced because she definitely the whole, seems
0: entranced. But I don't know why. I don't know why we we know I that. Think,
1: I, th- I think she. There, I think why she was summoned, because, but I don't know why. Yes, I think she was summoned because the whole plot was the master of the chamber, whatever the dude's name is, Granduncle. The, uh, the grand uncle, right? The, so the 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 story was that that building, that tower that was in the back of our house, was constructed. By the great, the great, like the grand uncle, mm-hmm, right, um, of the family of but the other it, it So
0: it was like, but wasn't it like a rock that came down from the sky, and then you tried to build a tower around it?
1: Yeah, yeah, they learned that. They learned that later. Okay. Um, but yeah, the grand uncle played by Mark Hamill, right? Mm-hmm. He, his objective, right? So he he created, uh, in this tower. This whole alternate universe, mm-hmm. right? With, remember, they ran past a bunch of doors, you know, which reminded me of how Music Castle, how like he can kind of like change the dial and change it, like teleport between the worlds or whatever. Through the door. But yeah, he, that was, that was yeah. great. But he um, needed a successor. Mm-hmm. He needed someone to create these worlds after him. Oh, so I guess and, that's why he
0: called Natsuko because it has to yes, be someone he, of his bloodline. So he, he might have summoned yes. her as well as Mahito too.
1: I think he wanted. I think he always wanted Mahiko. Mahito, but he's Mahito, mm-hmm. but he summoned the mother so he can go there. Like he he, well, he summoned the aunt. It. Yeah, you know what I mean. He yeah, he yeah. tried to he tried to get as many people as possible. Even the, the 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 lie that the heron told him was like, "I know where your mother's at." That was all to get him into the castle so that the grand uncle can be like, "Yo, I need you to." take over
0: yeah i don't think the heron wasn't lying though i mean he was being very cruel
1: about oh, showing you the mother that was a lie
0: his mother was there though his mother is he that
1: was a oh yeah oh yeah yeah
0: he, he wasn't lying oh. he's just he's just an asshole like right. yeah, <laughs> like Himi, he right. he is an asshole and that's one of the i wrote down some questions and i said um one of the questions was why is the heron man such an asshole to Mahito? Like, yeah, no, why why is he? And the only thing I came up with is um, linking back to the story, How Do You Live? And, and the story, like I said, Copper deals with bullies. So I'm like, maybe he is a physical representation of bullies that Copper came across in the story. And dealing with bullies and understanding them may be a way for you to better your life and the people around you mm. and seeing how they live, you know? So it's like originally... Mm-hmm. Copper, Copper, the Herring Man was a bully. He was a menace. But over time, they got to spend time together, and um, after uh Mahito, remember he like um he ruined his beak. He ruined the mm. Her- he plugged his beak in, and then they became kind of frenemies. They became more friendly. How did
1: he ruin his beak?
0: I think he shot him through with the arrow.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But
0: one thing I want to go back to before they actually went inside the tower. Do you remember that scene? I it's not really sure if it was a dream or not, but um, Mahito sees the heron and like the little ponds outside of his house, and then a whole bunch of toads start coming up from the water.
1: Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Does, does
0: that seem a little biblical to you? Like one of the plagues? Is there something about like toads? You know, i um, pretty much um.
1: Moses. Yeah. 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 When, he when goes. No. To,
0: Is is that what it seems so familiar.
1: Hmm. No. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. Like the plagues that that, that he struck Pharaoh and in the Egyptians. Yeah.
0: There's something about toads. I was like, I don't know why this seems biblical to me, but I did like that scene too. You know, like we said, Miyazaki movies, a lot of them, especially this one, it's not so much about what's actually happening. I think it's more about the feelings that it invokes.
1: It's one of the ten plagues, you're right, okay, uh one of the ten plagues was uh was frogs in, okay. uh, the book of Exodus,
0: see, I remember it from the Prince of Egypt. that's why I'm like in the yeah. book of Exodus, okay, so what do you now now that we have some context, what do you think that could have meant
1: so So it says so frogs cover the land of Egypt. Okay. So, um, because first is the why would frogs be a uh, be a, a bad
0: omen? Yeah, like what is it a about bad omen frogs? frogs? Are they bringing? First disease? thing, the first
1: thing, first thing that happened was that the Nile turned to blood. Okay. Right, which is devastating any any rightful pharaoh what is what is now was the the only main water supply so that turned into blood should have been like yeah y'all yeah, can go and then i guess the frogs and it starts well, they gnats, said god gnats, hardened his
0: heart, so he wasn't thinking rationally
1: no 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 no, no. i'm saying pharaoh he could have gave up no the they said why... god
0: hardened his heart to oh, make yeah Pharaoh's god heart. made okay. him stubborn
1: gotcha gotcha but um but yeah, I don't know. I guess frogs, one, they're gross. They carry diseases. They uh, just are everywhere and just, yeah, just a gross thing. And that's exactly what they they did to, to Little Boy, you know? They yeah. kind of just covered him up and yeah. everything.
0: But um, yeah, so that's and another thing that reminded me of, we talked about this in another film too. Like you said, when he went to what I'm calling the World of the Dead Um, and he first meets Kirito and she tells him not to look back. After mm-hmm, she performs the exactly. sort of spell. Yeah, it reminds me of Lot's wife and everything. But um yeah, so yeah. Um one one theory I have about that, we learned that there's a man inside the heron. Which makes me wonder, did the heron eat a man and that's why he's now the heron man? Because it's like the heron gulps and the man goes down. But sometimes when he's talking, you see the man's bulbous nose poking through. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so we know that in the world, there are legitimately birds of prey in that other world, the world of the dead.
1: Yeah. That eats everything. Yeah. Between the parakeets and the... Uh,
0: the pelicans.
1: Pelicans. Yeah.
0: I'm just like, okay, so did the heron eat a man and now he's a heron man? Like...
1: Yeah. I think... I don't know. Yeah. I think that... That's just my theory. Mm, I could be completely it, wrong. Yeah. He could have ate him, but I don't think he i don't know the movie's weird <laughs> it is like is weird so i think just uh the hair i think the the Heron man taking off the mask kind of humanized him like we're no longer afraid of him after yeah. he has the whole head off you i actually just start to the,
0: like him a little bit i'm like oh yeah, he's this- here's like the ugly the fugly but cute sidekick
1: yeah, exactly yeah. right. But when it was, but just I was, like bird. I
0: said, I was, I was a little disappointed because I, I like, I, I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm a dark person. I like them. I like, ooh, this dude is scary. Like, what's he's gonna do? But mm. yeah, yeah.
1: No, I thought, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was interesting, and and how, like you said, the, the heron did change over time, right? I thought uh, one funny scene was when, uh, was when, uh, they were in, the parakeets like hideaway or whatever, and he just kind of. Still like a parakeet mask and just walked around. No one could discover him. Like it was obvious. You're not a parakeet dude. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought uh, they found ways to kind of work together. And he saved them. He saved Mahiko a bunch of times.
0: You keep saying Mahiko.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what is his name?
0: Mahito. Don't you have the cast list right in front of you?
1: I can't pronounce these names. It's like Told Mojito, you.
0: but with an A. Mahito. <laughs> you drink Mojitos, don't you? hmm <laughs> <laughs> But um Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's my theory. I think he Yeah. So one yeah, yeah. one thing that I feel like is really interesting, this is um jumping forward a bit. So we later find out that well, well no let me let me go the way I want. So so they get into this room and Kirito is with him, the one of the old nannies follows him into the room and that's where you meet the grand uncle and the grand uncle said i summoned you here like like the pelican not the pelican like the heron man said you've been summoned and mm-hmm. he orders the heron to act as a guide for him and i'm just kind of like so a the ultimately the heron man was to guide him to the grand uncle but she was right there when they first went into that room that looked like a bit library, and they saw, well, Mahito saw his mom, who wasn't actually his mom; she was like a water clone.
1: Yeah, I think. Is it more think, like
0: a more more like a, a revolutionary guy? Like I want you to I want you to see every part of this world and don't just bring him straight yeah. to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I I think that's exactly what it is, right? Because the guy was the grand uncle was on the top of the of the room. And like you said, he commanded the herring to be his guide and he left. And I, like I said, I think that he couldn't. He was like in a balcony
0: tr- of the room or something like that.
1: Yeah. And I think that he couldn't actually follow him until he seen some things and, and done went through some the things journey and okay. went through the journey. Yeah. He has to go through the plight first.
0: Okay. So one thing you I know? was wondering, um, when they fell through the floor, and then he arrives at this ocean world. Mm-hmm. Dumb freaking birds were so scary. Like they were. What do you think was beyond that big golden gate? Hell. Why do you think just it was hell? De-
1: just death, right? I think uh I don't know. It just didn't seem it didn't seem natural. Right, you know how they say like the pearly gates, you know, like the afterlife, that's reminded me of. But you, you think know, it was like that,
0: hell in the skies?
1: No, I thought it was absolutely hell. I didn't think they wanted to be in there.
0: No, but something. I mean, do you think the pearly gates was like actually the gates to hell, the skies is the gates to heaven, the pearly golden gates?
1: Mm. Well, on the other side of it was a graveyard. Heaven not supposed to be a was graveyard. Was it? Yeah, that's what. Well, no, um, I'm
0: going after you because you said the pearly gates, and I'm like, well, the pearly gates. I'm saying it heaven. looks
1: like it looks like the pearly gates, which oh. you're in but but it's also a graveyard. So I'm like, this is probably hell. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So do
0: you think it's something where like they're tricking people to believe it's heaven, but it's really hell when they go through the gates?
1: No, because if if he didn't have help by the uh, that lady on the boat, well, I mean, does the
0: Kyoto? Well, I mean, do you mean like, I, do you think the gate itself is supposed to be? like uh confusing and deceitful so people will go through the gates being like oh i'm going to heaven but it's like nah you went through hell
1: maybe maybe i forgot what words was written on the on the gates it oh, was there like words um, was written on the gates he yeah, who yeah, like, yeah they uh, said
0: he who enters shall die
1: yeah yeah but it, i think he who enters shall die, or he who, who he who follows shall die. I forget.
0: Something like that. Something like that. But then the yeah. pelicans came and bum rushed him, and after Carrotle yeah, no, saved him.
1: No, you're right. Yeah. What do you think about the pelicans?
0: They were super creepy. They were super creepy, and I wish I I just wish I would have got a little more context about what was happening. Cause another thing Miyazaki does, and I like it sometimes, but sometimes I want a little more. There'll be like very magical elements or something like that. Like, okay, when he got pushed through the gates, Kirito came and she did that little spell, I guess to purify him or something. And it's like, he does that in other movies too. I remember, um, once again, in Spirited Away, when um, someone discovered that a human was in the realm. Haku blew like this, um, this breath. And I don't know what it did, but it was some, remember he went like, and he like blew a breath and like leaves came out or something like that. It was a very small mm. scene, but there's a lot of, in a lot of his movies, there are like small spiritual sort of spells people do, but you, you don't really know why. And for this, this moment, I did want to know more about the pelicans. Like, we learned later on that the pelicans eat people because they were brought into a world where they have nothing else to eat, and that's why they eat everything. That's why they eat the wara Um, they don't have anything else to eat. But um, I did want to know more. What was that gate like? What what was really about it? But you know, they
1: said they said it was similar to the gates of hell and Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno, and it says and it says uh, the gate said that those who seek the creator's knowledge shall die
0: that makes sense those who seek the creator's knowledge shall die because it's like when you think of even about the bible um adam and eve they were tempted by the devil to have all the knowledge of god so they mm-hmm. could become godlike. but you can't do that if you're human so i guess that means death yeah, because you have to your physical self has to die. And I guess you have to be reborn as a deity. But um, yeah, I wish I because it seemed really interesting. And I'm just like, I wonder what this is about. But, you know, Miyazaki loves the work in ambiguity. <laughs> He's
1: yeah, like, no, I think I think it was um, a Dante's Infernal reference because uh, even um, the main character in that story, um, what Don Kyoto who? Uh, Don Qu- Quixote. Don Quixote. Yes.
0: Don Quixote. You know, Don right. Quixote is like a super big like souvenir store in Japan. They're everywhere. Oh well. Yeah, yeah, Don Quixote. You can get a lot of good souvenirs there.
1: They said that he lost himself by reading too many books, right? And I think that's even like the grand uncle, right? He made the world, and he, in theory, had all the knowledge of the world. But if you want to obtain that knowledge, um, you would die. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. too much for one man to kind of handle.
0: You know what I thought? What Something that I think, it's a theory of mine. So we know that when um, going back to the human realm where Shoichi, is that his dad's name? Mahito's dad? Anyway, when um, Mahito's dad and the woman were sitting down and they didn't know where Natsuko or Mahito was, one of the old women told him the story about the rock and the tower. So the rock fell from the sky and Natsuko's and Mahito's mother's grand uncle tried to build like a tower around it, but the tower collapsed and a lot of people died or got injured. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep.
0: And it reminded me of the Tower of Babylon, a little bit. You remember that story?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Didn't didn't someone try to build like literally like a stairway to heaven and it collapsed? Or God had them speak in different languages? It didn't work. Pretty much, it 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 didn't work. But what what's interesting to me is that okay, now the grand uncle is in this other world, what I'm going to call the world of the dead, and he's tasked with stacking these sort of Jenga blocks to try to create a better world. And that seems like a direct reflection of what happens in the human realm because he tried to build something and it didn't work. A lot of people died. Now he's kind of reflecting that same thing, trying to build something, trying to build something good. You know what I mean?
1: Mm, but yeah. failing. Yeah.
0: And creating this monster's world where birds are over the place, eating people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and not just that, but in the real world, you know, the tower was shaky. Well, like his, well, his tower was shaky, it unstable, and he said there's so much malice in the world, and obviously at the time, World War II was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, we just got out the first World War One in the early 30s. You know, so mm-hmm. it was a lot of turmoil, and I think, I think, the tower <coughs> collapsing, right. I wondered if that corresponded to like when the when the Peloton King, King right came up and like destroyed the, the tower, King. the Parakeet King. Yeah, I think that I don't know. This is, might be a stretch too, but I think it corresponds. No, I want to hear your the, theories. The That's the of Yeah, the bombing of Nagasaki. You, you know? said what? Say it again. The bombing of here of Hiroshima, and Nagasaki. Just you the way cool. that it. The, I think it's I think it's correlated, right? Because towards the end of the plot, the war the war was ending. And the big cataclysmic event of that tower being destroyed, it seemed like it kind of correspond with World War II ending. And the biggest thing in World War II that changed the course of history was the dropping of the bombs, you know? And I thought that was like the ultimate form of malice, you know what I mean, that humans kind of showed by dropping a weapon that can yeah, kill Yeah,
0: that was, that was a new a new form of malice. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah this movie showed me i feel like i think we underestimate like birds like when you think about like like a lot of birds are apex predators of their environments like herons are apex predators of their environments Uh, well their ecosystems and you know birds of prey are a thing and like they used to be dinosaurs didn't they like some of these birds literally were freaking dinosaurs, and I think this movie showed me y'all better stop playing with birds. Like y'all better <laughs> stop playing
1: with birds. Like Granny said, these birds be plotting.
0: These birds be plotting. These birds be plotting. You but know. um Yeah. What did you think of the Wara Wara?
1: The Wada Oh uh, I thought they were
0: don't. saying Wada, too, but it's it's actually Wara Wara. I did think it
1: was Wadawata. Um, I thought they looked stupid. There's, like, little like white white things that kind of floated. I and then think they, ate they look that. stupid. And they just ate, like, the fish caucus or whatever. And it was like, oh, these are, like, unborn souls. And the pelicans came and ate them. I'm like, what the F is going on with this? this I movie?
0: love and that. Like, At first, I thought we're they, just... they were just cute. They remind me of, um, if you don't remember Princess Mononoke, but in Princess Mononoke, these are these tree spirits called Kodamas. Am I saying mm. it right? The Kodamas. And pretty much, Kodamas are... They're tree spirits, and you know that the forest is healthy and thriving when you see Kodamas. Mm. They look like them to me. I was like, oh, they look familiar, and I was like, oh, they're Princess Mononoke. so that seems like a never callback, but I did. When she explained when um, Mahito was at Kirito's house, and we just saw the, the Wawaras ascending, and she said, they're, they're going to be born. Like, these are unborn souls. I actually thought that was beautiful. I just thought they were beautiful. I was like, oh, that's who they are. Cause, you know, this whole time, you know, I'm just thinking they're just cutesy things and don't know much about them. It's like, oh, these are unborn souls. And so is where people come. You know, it's a war. It's like Kirito says on the ship that this world is full of death. But here we go. And you see life. You're mm-hmm. literally seeing the beginnings of life. And Mahito had the opportunity to help with that. Like the Wara Wara, they ate that big old fish they caught. You know, so it's like Mahito's really, literally, literally learning about life and death, which yeah. can help him process his grief even more.
1: No, you're right. And even uh, how the pelicans came and just gulp those things up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just It just it just kind of shows how even in birth, how complicated life can be, even for us mm-hmm. to get to this world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like how much you have to go through. Yeah, to get here is a miracle, you mm-hmm. know. And um, his mother was actually the one that, um, Lady Hemi, mm-hmm. yeah, Lady Hemi, you know, shot the flame to save the little flow-y little things, Water, right? yeah, that. But at the same time, she destroyed some of them as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know. And I think that's also life, you know. Like there's positive and negative consequences that you do. And just, I don't know. Like I said, the whole thing was very, very, very symbolic.
0: Mm-hmm. Hold on for one second. I got to plug my... Yeah, but going back to that, it's just, you know, it's... Mahito also learns more about the world in that. You're eating again? Every time I turn around, you got something in your mouth.
1: <laughs> Pause.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, even in that instance, like, at first when the Wara are going to be born and the pelicans come and they eat some of them. At first, Mahito is very angry with them. He hates the pelicans, you know, but then when he finds one pelican that's been injured by Hemi, and the pelican says, we eat them because we're literally in a world with nothing else to eat. And then he dies. Mahito yeah. feels sympathy for him and he makes a grave for him. And to me, it's, it's another callback to so the book and just him, understanding that the life that you live isn't the life that other people live. Yeah. And your circumstances is in other people's circumstances and you can't fully judge someone because you don't know how they live. Like this is the life they have to live. This is the hand they were dealt and he makes a grave for them. And then even in that moment, you know him and the Heron man they have at it, but even you know kirito mediates their relationship but they actually start to work together a little bit and like you know they actually become friends but um yeah uh, one i'ma jump forward a bit um because i don't think there is let me see i don't think i have Oh, one thing I noticed about Heamy, which what's also similar to what I said, of what I think the theory is for the grand uncle. <clears throat> how does she look dressed to you?
1: She looks dressed like a servant a little bit.
0: To me, she looks like she's dressed like a midwife.
1: A midwife? I don't know what a midwife would be dressed like.
0: Um, Google Florence Nightingale. Or Google midwife outfits. Or just a midwife.
1: Midwife. Yeah. What is a midwife? A midwife is...
0: Yeah, yeah. They help a woman birth the baby.
1: So, like, midwife just look like nurses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's
0: interesting because we know that Mahito's mom died in a hospital fire. So... I don't know if she was working as a midwife in the human realm. And it's interesting to me
1: because she's wearing an apron.
0: Yeah. She's dressed like a midwife. Even how her hair styled is like a midwife style. And it makes sense because Natsuko's pregnant and we know in the human realm, um, Mahito's mother dies in a fire. Like she dies in a hospital fire. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kinda of beautiful that you died in the fire, but in this world you control fire.
1: Yeah, notice.
0: Like you you've taken control of the thing that killed you. And now you're using fire to help bring other people into the world and you're using it for good. So I thought that was really cool.
1: No, you're right. It's full circle.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But circle. um Yeah, one thing that's um I'm confused about it. Dropping head a, b- a bit. Why was it so taboo for Mahito to enter the delivery room? Natsuko's delivery room.
1: Hmm, I was wondering that too. Because. did
0: Oh my God. You think maybe Natsuko's baby was supposed to be the successor?
1: No. That's
0: why she came. Maybe it wasn't her. Maybe it's her baby. That's supposed to be the successor.
1: No, because he needed a successor immediately. He couldn't wait for a baby to grow up.
0: But the rules of time don't apply there because Mahito's mother is a, is his age, a little young, older, maybe.
1: Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that's it. I think, I don't know. Um, I, I was wondering why he wasn't allowed to be in the room. Mm. Did she end up having a baby? I don't remember.
0: I don't know. The movie ended really abruptly when it just said two years later, we moved back to Tokyo. Um, I And the think, baby was there. Yeah, the little boy was there. Yeah, he had a little brother. There was a little boy there. So she did have the baby. She did have the baby. I guess what... The only thing I can think of that it would be taboo only if... Because it was weird, you know. I wasn't sure if that was Natsuko or Mahito's mother in the room. So the only way You're I guy. could see that being taboo if she was in the process of giving birth to Mahito. That's was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like... You're birth, not supposed geez. to watch your
1: own birth.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. But even the parakeet king was like you said ill. Even the parakeet king was like, you know, that was kind of a sin, like what he did. He shouldn't have entered the room.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But there's also weird rules. I, I don't know if that's a cultural thing or that's just a weird rule that just existed in that world. In
0: that world, yeah, yeah. But what what did the paper remind you of? The the paper, the attacking paper. Naruto. Why Naruto? You thinking about um, that blonde dude?
1: No, I'm thinking paper bombs. You just put like words on it and you throw a paper uh, bomb and then boom.
0: That and didn't remind you of um, Membran Spirited Away. Those little paper crane thingies attacked Haku when he was a dragon.
1: Mm, I don't remember that, really.
0: Let me, um, Well, I want you to Google it. Google like paper attacking Haku or something like that. Like, it's like, that's what I was like, oh, here's the paper again. Another sort of callback.
1: Yeah, okay, attacking Haku.
0: Yeah, but you know, paper may be a significant sort of, I don't know, maybe like weapon or something in Japanese culture, because I didn't think about Naruto, but you're right, they'll write like these characters on paper, and then the paper will like explode or do something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't see it. You don't see it? But, um.
0: yeah it's right before he's like flying and he flies into the bathhouse, but he's all bloody because evil papers attacking him and here. Yeah, goes man. to help him. Yeah. It's just evil paper.
1: <laughs> it's all so stupid. He <laughs> has a million
0: paper cuts.
1: Mm. Death by a million paper cuts. There's a little bit yeah. of time. Yeah. Mm. But, um, okay. So yeah. then if we, uh, Oh man, this movie is a lot, is very dense.
0: There's a lot going uh, on. There's a lot, a lot going, going on. on. Like, well, I guess we, the parakeets were freaking terrifying. Like they were.
1: Like- How <laughs> Howdy just walked around with the fork and knives ready to eat them whenever <laughs> he turned around. Like, oh yeah, come in, come in, come in, come in. And he just had the fork and knives behind their back. I'm like, dude, these are, things are savages. Yeah. And why, if you are a parakeet, you need to have a fork for knife. And also, the fact that they didn't need to eat this boy. Like, if you saw their prep, like, of their stew, and they had so much food and sides and, like, a whole I table thought that thing. too. I'm
0: like, y'all niggas got vegetables. I just want to eat fruit. humans.
1: I just want to eat this little bitch. Yeah, just... And they were preparing, and they were savoring. They're like, yo, we about to see this thing. <laughs> good
0: no, it was terrifying because Mahito really thought he was with his grand uncle, but he was dreaming, and he's really about to get ate by this fucking parakeet. They're sharpening his blade. On the wheel and Mahito's chained to the damn wall. I was like, Oh, these niggas is crazy. They're
1: crazy. They bro. are crazy. It it's, always, it, it's
0: always it's always a then, scary thing to me in movies where someone wakes up in a dangerous situation because it's like, yo, thank God nothing happened to you or you were sleeping.
1: Exactly. Yeah. What the so the parakeet King's motivation when he gave like Parakeet his King his speech. Yeah, the Parakeet King. These words man.
0: Parakeet King.
1: When he was like, I'm going to go talk to the grand uncle about such as I forgot what he said. What was he kidnapped him?
0: So what What I what I saw was that. I guess he he went, I don't know what he wanted, but he wanted to present him. He kidnapped her to the grand uncle. I do not know why, because I'm like, did Hemi not have access to the grand uncle this entire time? Could she not have went there herself? Was she avoiding him for some reason? Why did he feel the need to capture her to bring him to the grand uncle? And if he did, he what did he want in chip. return? Yes, but I'm I'm like, why would she be a bargaining chip? Was she afraid to go see him? Like, why did why would you need to capture her? Did they not have a good They, they seemed like they loved each other, he me and the grand uncle. So I don't maybe he didn't know that. I don't know. I guess he he knew he was looking he knew Grand Uncle's looking for a successor so he can he kidnapped Hemi and I guess he didn't know that they actually you didn't need to kidnap her I don't know and maybe he was bargaining for I don't know maybe better conditions for him and the other parakeets
1: better conditions he got a whole castle he's the
0: king of the thing well maybe he just I don't know what he wanted maybe maybe food we did see them feasting but maybe food was still very scarce I I don't know what he I didn't know I don't know what the trade off is. Yeah, I you didn't know. get
1: it. It was confusing. Yeah, And then, like, when he went up and uh, when uh, I, he kidnapped Himi, and, and they were the heron and the boy was running after him, and he, like, cut down the bridge and everything, and whole thing Yeah, was how did Mahito
0: survive that? He cut yeah. that bridge to pieces.
1: He did. He was
0: like, he... he cut, I thought he was gonna stop. The nigga kept cutting. He cut some more. I said, Mahito yeah. dead
1: yeah and he just all that rumble just kind of rubble just kind of fell on him, yeah but, I, um
0: listen like i feel I feel like this work is Miyazaki just I feel like he directs movies based on visions that he has,
1: uh uh-huh, he's just gonna wake up and be like, oh my God, I'm about to make a burby evil and eat humans, yeah, like, like I said, this one, knives.
0: yeah, I think I really think he has these visions, and they're beautiful and they're strange, and he just like. I'm putting it together, <laughs> because even if you don't understand it, you're going to enjoy watching it. Yeah, because it looks good. True. <laughs> and and
1: that's I feel like that way with every Miyazaki movie. I didn't understand. I it.
0: don't think everyone. I don't everyone, think everyone. This everyone. no, because you like I said, we, we you understood Howl's Moving Castle. You understood Spirited Away. You understood Princess Mononoke. You understood mm. this one is the this one is a strange one. This one is the more straight Nausicaä and the Valley Abstract. of the Wind yeah it's it's abstract yeah mm-hmm. that's that's a great word so this is so, an abstract so, visualization of a book
1: so what do you think is the main theme of the movie
0: i think the main theme of the movie well when i think about Mahito's decision at the end he he found some blocks that weren't tasted by mallets and he had the option to stay where he to stay in the world of the dead and really try to um, I guess stay in the world of the dead and try to make a perfect world. A world where he has his mother is there and he doesn't have to go back to the human world where he's motherless and sad. You know, he could be God of his own world. But mm. he chose instead to go back to the other world because even though it's filled with grief, it's war, you know what I mean? There's a lot of bad stuff happened in his own world. I think he realizes that that's a part of life and he's strong enough. And now he has the tools to deal with the highs and lows of life. And I think he realized that even though things are really bad back home, it's a life worth living. Yeah. Like, so I think the story, the overall story is like what the book says about a young boy learning, I guess, for one thing, how to not be so children have a very egocentric view of the world. They do. So him realizing that, like I said, there's so many people on the world. You are not the center of the universe. You know, um, they even said it in this, um, in this, in the book, the letter that uncle writes, the copper, he said, you know, back then, uh, oh, I forget who someone, some philosopher decided that, um, the sun revolves around the earth and we are in the center of the universe. And he says that kind of reflects our beliefs as people that we are the center of the universe and everything revolves around
1: me. Galileo?
0: It might have been. I don't know anything about philosophy. But um, it might have been Galileo or astrology, whatever it falls into. And he said in mirrors, the uncle said that mirrors our ideas about humanity and yeah i think copper realized that i am not the center of my own universe i'm only a small part of it and if i can understand how other people live i can make the lives better for the people around me and for myself because we're all in this together we're all water molecules in the ocean copernicus okay copernicus said that i guess that's why he called him copper yeah yeah copernicus said that is why he called him copper so yeah copernicus Had the, what's what it called? The heliocentric theory? No, no. Copernicus said it was the right one that said, actually, we revolve around the sun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And that's why the uncle called him Copernicus. Because he realized that we are not the center of the universe. That everything doesn't revolve around us. It's actually the opposite way.
1: Nope, exactly.
0: So, yeah. I think it's that. And like I said, I think it's also just, I guess, a coming of age story and just really realizing the tools you'll need to survive a very harsh world, honestly.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I I, I saw this ever interpretation that the grand uncle is actually Miyazaki Mm -hmm. and that Miyazaki was for a long time looking for a replacement for him. Mm hmm. Right, Because he is retiring. And like we saw, he was making movies for the past 40 years or Allegedly
0: so. Allegedly retiring.
1: Allegedly, right? But he's 82 years old. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't retire now, he'll retire soon. Right? And I think that if you think of it like that, that he is the grand uncle, then the world that he created was this magical world, the Studio Ghibli world, right? Where... um he could control and it was like far-fetching and far-reaching and that's why all the characters kind of looked alike and everything and i feel like with this movie you know where he didn't really find an absolute successor
0: they said he, that- he really he really backed off for this movie they said most movies he's very micromanagey. he he doesn't overlook anything like he'll go in and hand draw things if it's not perfect yeah. do it over again but he said he took a lot more of a hands-off approach for this movie
1: yeah and maybe that's what it is maybe instead of passing the baton like so, like some people be like like yo man i put all this work into this i need to pass the baton on to keep my legacy but in this you know he was able to let the castle fall mm-hmm. right yeah. like i don't have to pass the baton i did my work i was successful here you go the people who pa live beyond me can do what you want. You can live your life the way you want to live it. You know, I think that's a another interesting aspect. So, what would you rate this movie?
0: I will give the born a heron. I feel like I would give this a medium bag of popcorn.
1: You give everything a medium bag of popcorn.
0: I know. I was just thinking that too. I was like, it's a medium bag of popcorn everything. because, like I said, there's parts of the movie where are very boring you know and I, I,
1: I come to ext- it's a long animated movie
0: it's a long animated movie but Miyazaki he loves to take his time with films he loves to depict very domestic films of people just kind of living their lives like even when we think about it in this movie when Kirito rescues Mahito they feed the war well they feed the war war then they go to her home um I think the first thing she does is, like, cook dinner. Just put mm-hmm. something on the stove. And then Mai does asleep. sleep. When he meets Kimi, you know, they just did all this crazy... Kimi, they do all this crazy stuff. Then they go back to their house. What's she do? Make them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. And they just eat the sandwich and they just talk. Um, he likes moments of stillness and just moments of just people living their lives. And there's a lot of beauty in that. Like, I watched... There's one video on YouTube, and I was like, I'm glad someone feels the same way. I Love Spitter Away is my favorite animated, one of my favorite animated films. I'm going to keep going back to it. But you know that scene where Jahiro's on a train, that train that runs in the middle of the ocean? Mm.
1: And she just sits there with, her, with, the, with the little no-face dude.
0: It's quiet. Nothing's happening. But listen, Joe Hisashi, he composed all of Miyazaki's films except for one, which is the Castro of the first one, I think, he composed all of them. I love that man. I told you before, I he was in um, New York last year, mm. and I wanted to go see him, but I didn't cause it broke. But um, <laughs> it's just the score. I think the song that's playing, um, oh my god, it's it's called the Sixth Stop. I think is what it's called. I have the whole album on my phone, or the Sixth. Wait, you talk about you still talking about Spirit Away? I'm still talking about Spirit Away, but oh, um, okay. yeah, it works because he had this beautiful music, this beautiful imagery that the stillness is nice it's contemplative and that's that's the thing too that he always gives the characters time to really process what's going on too so but i feel like for this one it was a little bit drawn out a little bit drawn out maybe it's because i wasn't as enthralled with the score as i was in spirited away or in house moving castle or in other movies that i've seen composed by joe hisashi but like um just i don't know where it's actually funny in the movie he actually reads a copy of how do you live
1: mm, and he's, yeah the boy yeah yeah he the, yeah, Mahito, he yeah. and then he finds
0: mm. notes from his mother and that's yep. beautiful but before then when he was trying to build a bow and arrow and everything i was like oh, all right this is kind of dragging a bit longer you know bargaining actually, with no, actually
1: no i actually appreciate it all that. you like that you I like did. that
0: Maybe I, I could think of something better. But there, there were moments where it was just like, okay, this is kind of... He's taking his time. But, you know, like I said, Mizuaki likes to do that. He likes to spend time in a place and focus. And it really shows, like, his mastery of the form. Because there'll be little things. Like, I remember this one scene, The Spirit of the Way, Jahiro's, like, putting her shoe on. And, like, she mm-hmm. puts it on. And then he, she taps her heel to make sure it's secure. And it's like, mm-hmm. you just flexing at this point. Like, the studio is just flexing. Look how detail-oriented we are. So... Yeah but yeah, I'll give it a medium back of popcorn because it was slow. Sometimes I was a little bored and, um, the story, I'm I'm a plot person. I am a plot person. Like I do like more conceptual movies too, but like I said, there's just questions that I want answered and that kind of I do love mystery. Don't get me wrong. I love mystery. Not every question needs to be unanswered, but I need to feel satisfied. If there's something that like, okay, the Wara Wara, for example, that's the unanswered question that satisfied me. Where do they come from? Like there's so many things we don't know about them, but the simple explanation, these are unborn souls. That works for me. Okay, I don't need to know more. But like mm-hmm. I said, with the, the pearly gates, the, the golden gates, what was that? What's behind? I want to know more about that. What's going on? Like we said, with the whole, why did the Parakeet King kidnap Hemi? What, what was he trying to bargain for exactly? And why did he kidnap her if Hemi and the Grand Uncle were okay? I think why is Hemi's name different from Mahito's mother? I don't remember what her name was, but it wasn't Hemi in mm. the real world. And you know, just this just. Unanswered questions that, like I said, is is not something that I'm like I'm okay with not knowing. So I'll give it a medium bag of popcorn because a small bag of popcorn I do think it's better than that. Um you know, a small bag of popcorn, I reserve for movies that I did not enjoy. But um I did enjoy this movie. It's just it's definitely not one of my favorite Miyazaki movies, but I did enjoy it. I just it does I do have problems with it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um I give it a large. And the reason why I give it a large is because this is one of the only movies that like I love his movies because I always leave confused, let satisfied. And I saw the gems. I thought that he put um he did what Wish couldn't do with the the like the uh, the Easter eggs and just like the call outs to old previous movies that we talked about in depth about how we hated how Wish rushed it or it was just so obvious. Like, oh yeah, like this dude is from, I don't know, you know, like another movie. Or, he you said, know okay, just,
0: Bambi. I was like, oh, that's so yeah, funny. Like,
1: Okay, Bambi. Exactly. Like, like stuff like that, right? this It might have more... been funny
0: if I haven't seen it in the trailers. That might have been funny, but. Yeah.
1: Hmm, I didn't see it in the trailers. I didn't think it was funny. <laughs> but, okay. um but no, I think this movie did a very good job of literally just staying true to form, you know? And I thought that it was scary sometimes. You don't know, think it was I redundant? It was... No. And I, that's why I also appreciate it. I'm like, yo, he's doing some of the same things, but it didn't feel redundant. Yeah, that's you good. Know? Yeah. I and agree.
0: It didn't feel redundant.
1: No. And the the theme is so deep, I think, that we stole. people don't really agree on what it really is. You know? it does
0: remind you of Leave the War Behind, where it's literally up to your own interpretation.
1: Yeah, but Leave the World Behind was a little cleaner than that. Like you can, uh, you can see how it closes, or whatever. But but this you one, really
0: don't though. It ended up with a girl watching Friends.
1: <laughs> I know, but I'm saying. But this one, I don't know. I thought it was a masterpiece, and I think it's gonna win mm. a lot more awards this year because it's being his last one. Because um, I do think I don't I don't nec- how huh? I said allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. And I think that uh, I don't remember the music, but I tend not to remember scores, especially if it's not just... The
0: soundtrack's on Apple Music and Spotify.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I think I, I want to watch it again um, and release it down and watch it again. But no, I enjoyed okay. it. I could I see it watch- dropping
0: on Disney Plus, maybe in like spring.
1: Yeah, I, I saw it was... Like you could pre-order on Apple, on Apple TV right now. It's $20. But no, I definitely. I would have done
0: that. I wish I would have done that and watched it again. Oh, pre-order. Okay, pre-order.
1: I would have did it too. But um, but no, I thought it was interesting. I liked how it had the realism from the war, which obviously Miyazaki depicts war a lot. Yeah, and he's in these movies. But this is like, in my opinion, one of the most. Have you ever seen *Grave of
0: Fireflies*? No, I haven't. I don't know. That might be a Studio Ghibli film. It's not a Miyazaki film, but yeah, war. Yeah, he does it a lot.
1: Yeah it was very well depicted um even like them creating the air like the the uh the uh the aircraft um uh, manufacturer you know what i mean I, I i don't know i liked it i liked it a lot and i walked away in it with a sense of awe and confusion. oh graver
0: fireflies sorry it's yeah that movie was directed by Isayo takahata and i think um he was the main dude before yeah, he's the co founder of Studio Ghibli. Oh, okay. So it's not a Miyazaki yeah. film, but it is a Ghibli film, and that movie is mm. about World War II. It's so fucking sad.
1: Mm. Yeah. But yeah, no. I will I would definitely give it a large. I think it deserves a large. Compared okay. to what I gave other movies large is. Like what? You know. <laughs> I think I gave Luca a large. I think I might have gave the color purple a large. Okay. What
0: what did you, what did you, okay.
1: Super Mario, I gave a large popcorn. Yeah.
0: So do you feel like you like Easter eggs?
1: I do when it well placed. I like, okay. like, I like, I like references. A lot of movie references I don't get, you know what I mean? until after the fact, like, oh yeah, they did do that. But this one, I just, it just felt familiar, you know? So because of that, I was able to accept a little more ambiguity because I know who the, who the who the heck
0: you I'm know. Watching. Yeah, that is true. He, he, you know Miyazaki, so you know what you're getting yourself into.
1: Yes, you know if this was just a re- regular Disney movie, and this stuff was like like wait, no, 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 you don't have that grace. to <laughs> leave that up in the air. You know what I mean? But the guy who gave me Spirit Away and House of Moving Castle, do whatever the heck you want. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna watch it. It's gonna look beautiful, and I'm gonna smile and laugh and cry all at the same time
0: all right well thank you guys for listening to another episode of the watch that John podcast you can check us out on apple Podcasts and on spotify i actually got an email today saying that google podcast is going away so mm. you can't listen to us on there <laughs> but you probably didn't neither since google podcast is going away so it's going away you know.
1: yep 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 but yeah guys thanks for listening we'll see you soon bye